So I'm like, all right, I'm going to show this woman how fit I am. So I just, cru- I go through the first 10 thrusters and then I crush the first round of burpees. I mean, kill them as hard as I can go. Right. Which in hindsight was not my best idea. <laughs> so I, I literally go to do the first overhead walking lunge and my legs don't work. You know, I'm like, what the hell just happened? And so I, like, I walk to the door. I'm like, I'm holding my hands on the door. She's yelling at me from across the gym, don't leave. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm just dying. You know? <laughs> Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie and I, we love the sport of CrossFit. We are 40 plus masters athletes who just love to watch the sport and want to let you know what's going on all the way from the open to the sanctionals to the CrossFit games. We also want to give you interviews with athletes, human interest stories, and things that will help you in your daily grind uh, as a CrossFit athlete. We also want to share our own struggles through our workouts, our nutrition plans, all the way to getting healthy and fit uh, for our family and friends. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and please consider giving us a five-star rating. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer, I am your host, and with me it is another Just Amy. Just Amy. Kinda. Kinda. Because uh, we're going to insert an, inter- in a, an interview today. Uh, yeah, I speak for a living. Um, yeah, we are going to insert an interview where it actually was done by Charlie and I. Um, so it's going to be a little mix of both people. So uh, we're just doing a brief introduction tonight. You doing good, Amy? I'm doing great. Thanks. I've had, right. I coached 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. And uh, I'm I'm a little bit rough around the edges today with my energy level. So I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got a spark beside me, but I want to sleep tonight. So I'm kind of debating which way to go. I'm there. going all in on the spark right now. Okay. I'm all in. All right. Well, with that, we're going to flip it to our interview with John Woolley, uh, Make Wads Great Again, and Scott Zakrasak. Yeah. Uh, who, I always have difficulty with that name, um, who is the Daddy Wad. Um, and they're going to talk about the memes uh, that they deliver. And I'm going to tell you, it is a funny 45 minutes. Uh, this is probably our funniest episode. I could not stop laughing the entire time. Yep, and love that uh, Daddy Wad got a chance to be on the podcast. Uh, Daddy Wad is uh, a meme maker. That's his side gig. I I call it a side hustle. But um, yeah, and a member here of our gym here at Shred CrossFit. So super excited. Yeah, and with that, we'll get to that interview. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, All of us here in the room just finished our workout, uh, breathing pretty heavy. Uh, hopefully you're better recovered than we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I, it's just funny. I've been, I'm coughing a little bit, which I'm surprised by. We were doing sprinting on the assault bike this morning and all of a sudden I've like kind of started coughing. So I'm guzzling some fit aid. I'm hoping it makes me recover, even though I know it won't. Yeah, I know, uh, Charlie and I were up at Cliffside just, uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago to do a podcast with Saxon. Uh, and we just love your, uh, assault bike Saturdays. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm glad you do because I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say assault I, or uh, love is, is a strong word for that. Yeah, there was a lot of sarcasm yeah. dripping off that. <laughs> it was it was the time we did the Tabata uh, assault bike dumbbell snatch burpees burpees. Uh, Tabata assault bike just is mean because the ten seconds is just long enough for the bike to stop moving, and you got to right. start it up again. Yeah, they like to do a lot of sprints. Like so, usually like a pretty normal workout for us um, today was assault bike, going into burpees, going into thrusters. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did one that was like, if I'm remembering right, it was like 12 calories, and then you do seven deadlifts, if I'm remembering right, and and it was 10 rounds, and <clears throat> the deadlifts were heavy, and so you just couldn't catch your breath. And they partnered me with this young kid. You know, I say young kid, and he's probably 30, but seems like a baby to me. <laughs> and uh, he just crushed me, like absolutely crushed me. 
And we get to the end and, you know, I may be old, but I count well. And so we got to the end and I knew I was at my 10th round and Saxon's like, no, 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 you're on nine. You got one more round. Get back on the bike. And I'm like, I'm at 10. And that's where I am done. He's like, no, you got one more. So I ended up doing 11 rounds. I was so mad at him. I'm like, dude, <laughs> so rude. Well, just so you know, we, we have a few people in the room here. We have my partner, Charlie Odie. Uh, he's on. Uh, my wife, Julie. Hello. Hello. Gotta turn her on though. I'm here. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we have uh, Scott, and I can never pronounce his last name. Yeah, it's uh, Zakrasek. Zakrasek? Zakrasek. And he is known as the Daddy Wad. And for our listeners, we have John Woolley on from Cleveland, and he is Make Wads Great Again. So, um, just a little background from you guys, because uh, we wanted to get kind of a take on the two of you. Uh, John, you're you're like the OG meme master for for Instagram, and then um, Scott's been doing that, um, and he goes to our gym here in Columbus, and uh, he's kind of taken off recently. So, uh, we just kind of wanted to get a background of both of you. So, John, what do you do in your real life? Depends on who you ask. Um, <clears throat> so, my my job, uh, I'm a regional vice president for a bank. So, I I manage the retail channel. I have 17 branches, 100 employees. It's Right. The last time I checked, it's like 1.2 billion in assets in total. Uh, so just just a small little bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a sliver of the bank, to be honest. I mean, it's just my little corner of the world. But yeah, that's what I do. And you also do a podcast as well, uh, Make Pods Great Again, with uh, our friend Nikki, uh, who's been on the podcast here with us. Uh, so, and I love I love your podcast, especially that episode with Chandler Smith. Um, one of the funniest uh, blogs on earth, one of the funniest podcasts I've heard in a long time. Yeah, he was a hoot. I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how funny he was. I mean, I, I kind of knew him before anyway, like we'd message back and forth, and but we'd never really made fun of each other. And, um, you know, I opened that podcast by making fun of his tiny little calves. And, man, he just let me have it, which I liked. And um, it was fun. It's a, it's a fun show to run. We enjoy it. Yeah, you can tell the two of you really have a good time with that one. And so, Scott, uh, you started Daddy Wad just, just pretty recently, actually. Yeah, it was uh, October. So I remember it was right, right before our, our son was born. My wife was not too excited. I picked up an extracurricular right before that. And, and you do in your real life? Yep, I run a, uh, a small marketing agency. Uh, we have about 14 employees, uh, office in Boston, and one here in Columbus, too. Well, cool. So I just kind of wanted to get from you... Um, what inspired the two of you to get into uh, meme making? And John, you can go first. Oh, I don't know if I got necessarily inspired. Um, I had originally created a, a Twitter handle to make fun of the Panchuk twins. I was going to their gym and, <laughs> and, and, and they didn't know it was me, you know, like they were going to, um, to, oh, what is it? Granite games and competing. And so I started this Twitter handle right after the election called CrossFit Trump. And I was using it to just say horrible things, to be honest. Like, but you know, when I say that, it's like, you know, so imagine doing CrossFit and saying CrossFit things, but the way that Trump would say it, you know, like, you know, you know, like I, I, had, I had trouble doing wall balls because my hands are huge, you know, like just dumb shit like that. And, uh, you know, so I was doing this for a while and uh, one of my daughters told me I should make it an Instagram page. She thought it'd be funnier. And so she actually created the page for me or, you know, did the first meme. And then um, I didn't use it for a while. Like it just sat there. And uh, around the time of regionals, I think it was Australia, the one they had Pacific regionals, so the one in Australia, uh, Kayla Banfield, who was one of the hosts of the, the update show, ran a contest where if you did a meme or a tweet, if you hashtag the update show and they liked it, they would post it. So, you know, I follow all the details of all the athletes. And so I knew that she was uh, involved or, you know, she's, you know, with dating um, uh, James Newberry. And so I did a couple of posts about Australia and James Newberry. And then sure as a world, she picked it up, you know, and posted it like on the update show. So it's like, you know, on the live stream. And that got me a bunch of followers. And I did one of uh, another Australian um, of Jay Crouch and uh, Rob Forte. You know, Rob Forte's kind of an OG crossfitter. And that one got me, you know, he reposted it. He loved it because they're funny. And um, that got me a bunch of followers. And then I figured out, well, you know, man, maybe he tagged people and 
you know, maybe people will like it. So I just started, you know, doing a few here and there and it just started picking up steam and it, damn, it never stops. Like it just, it went from, I think it went from zero to 10,000 in like 60 days. And then, um, within a year I was at a hundred thousand. And then six months later I was at 200,000. I mean, I've only been doing this for like 18 months now. It's crazy. Wow. So, um, yeah, just like it, it, it just kind of took off on me, you know, and, you know, somewhere I did, a, there's a lot in between all that granted, like I did a lot of different things, but you know, it's not like I'm just posting random names and just picking up followers hand over fist. Like I, I was strategic about it, but, but I don't know. It's just like, it became fun. And, you know, as I got into it and, and gathered more followers, I, I really started to enjoy the community aspect of it and, and, you know, getting to know the followers and, and, you know, people would send me messages and say that, you know, I'd made their day, you know, and, and bringing joy in people's life, I think is a real blessing. So, you know, for me, it was, you know, man, if I can make a difference in people's lives and give some money back to charity and, and make an impact in the CrossFit community, I'll keep doing it. And, you know, I just, it, it just kept growing. So I just, I've been doing it ever since. Well, that's really cool. So Scott, I know that you started up just recently and you kind of saw the same, you know, meteoric rise right off the bat as well. Yep. Uh, so what what inspired you to get started? Yeah, so I think, um, well, actually, Amy uh, Radowski, who's not here, she's probably the initial person that told me to do it. So I'm, I'm one of the guys at the gym that makes off-color jokes when coaches trying to explain the wad. There's like a couple guys right at every gym. I'm one of them. So she was saying, you know, hey, there's, you know, do you follow Make Wads Great Again? And sorry, John, I didn't. <laughs> Just really sad. Um, I used to be really into CrossFit. I worked for uh, Reebok and Adidas corporate, um, back earlier in my career and I used to follow it, but, uh, kind of fell out of it a bit. But anyway, she mentioned, mentioned you and, and fluffy duck and a couple of the guys that were doing that. She's like, you should do your own. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. I got a million other things I'm doing. So I just started looking into, into it and, uh, you know, added a bunch of posts and got a bunch of people here, um, at the gym, got, you know, a few hundred followers just from folks at the gym and just started growing organically. And then, you know, slap a bunch of hashtags on stuff and people share it. I guess that's how social stuff moves around. But yeah, we went, um, started in October. Um, I had a, had a baby around, uh, you know, just a couple, a couple months later. So, um, took, took a little hiatus, but, um, yeah, I think we're at about 13,000 followers and, uh, John's been nice enough. He trades me lots of, uh, tips. So he's uh, super friendly. Actually the, the meme community has been pretty good too. Uh, John and the chalk llamas guys are, uh, trade me lots of tips. So, so there is like a little community behind the scenes that you guys talk a lot or, you know, enough to give tips and things like that. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a lot, John. We've had a couple, couple conversations. You've been, you know, super nice. Maybe it's the Ohio uh, vibe. You know, we're only a few hours apart. Um, I grew up in Cleveland too. Uh, so just across, I'm an East sider, but, um, yeah, like, you know, the chalk llamas guys said, Hey, you're, you know, you had a bunch of your memes featured in men's health and they, you know, they'll send me a note and. Um, I'll go look it up, say thanks and, and all that stuff and kind of follow each other. I think it's good, good community. So that, that's a good point. Your, your memes were just featured in, um, in men's health, uh, as the, some of the top 40 CrossFit memes out there. Uh, and how did that make you feel? Well, so I, I mentioned I worked in marketing business, so I kind of understand how it works. I'm, I'm pretty sure they handed this assignment to some intern like at lunch and they just said, Hey, go, go look at the CrossFit memes hashtag and, you know, like grab the. 40 funny ones that, you know, are on the front page. And, um, so I'm sure that's what happened, but you know, it feels good. It's, you know, it's a big publication and, uh, got a couple pats on the background here. So makes you feel good. So one thing I noticed is, is the two of you kind of take a different approach, uh, to the meme. John, yours is more like satirical about the athletes. Um, you actually name some people by name, um, where, where Scott's is more of like just an observational type of thing of the overall, uh, CrossFit format. So, John, do you ever get feedback from athletes after memes that you've put out there? Um, not negative. Um, you know, I, of course, I don't just do athletes. I mean, I, I kind of have a process. I, I do the, I do satire. I'll do observational humor. Um, you know, I do gratitude posts or like kind of uplifting posts. Um, I do what I call Flash Forward Friday, which is like a transformation post. Right now, I'm recognizing Black History Month. Um, 
you know, so I do charitable posts. So I, you know, I try to interweave a lot of different stuff. You know, when it comes to the athletes, I have a really specific process with them that, you know, I kind of my personal rules for them is that if they're the current champion or, you know, kind of a podium winner, they're fair game. Meaning like if you've, if you've earned your way onto the podium, you've also earned the right to be made fun of as long as you're not being hateful. So I try to never be hateful. I try to be funny. And then in the commentary section, um, you know, I usually am, you know, putting something in about how much I respect this person or, you know, something I like about them, you know, or, or just, you know, generally speaking, how much better they are at this than I am, you know, like, so I, you know, I think it always comes from a good place. And I think the athletes recognize that, that, you know, I really respect them. I mean, you know, like, bluntly, like I've met most of them. I met Frazier once and he was the only one I was ever, ever worried about because I, you know, I roast him like a Thanksgiving turkey. And, um, <laughs> and I, you know, he, he had messaged me. Like I, I um, did a post of, it was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a wrestler getting body slammed. And I knew I was going to be around Frazier the next day. So the caption was, you know, when I meet Matt Frazier and he DM'd me straight up DM me. And he's like, no, I, I love your page, dude. I'd never do that. You know? So well, then I met him the next day and, he saw me from across the room. I had my logo shirt on and he saw me and he like pointed at me and he walked over and he's like, I love your stuff, man. And he put his arm around me and took a photo with me, you know, which was really kind of cool and humbling. So I, I think they're cool. I, you know, I think they understand, you know, that I'm not out to get them. And, and bluntly, this is going to sound a little egotistical, but I have more followers than most of them. And, and so I think they, there is the fact that they kind of enjoy the press, you know, or the media aspect of, you know, getting eyes on what they're doing. Cause I mean, these guys are working really hard to get sponsors and, you know, to qualify for the games and to have people understand who they are and how hard they're working is important to them. So I, you know, it does help them to some degree. When they say, you know, satire can be a form of flattery too. Um, so, and they probably take it that way that you, you think enough of them that they're worth making fun of. Um, and, and again, I, I've never seen anything hateful that you've put out. It's all been in, in good natured fun. Um, I do one comment about I was look, looking through some of your stuff and I, and I and I do subscribe to your your page. But anybody who can use a Venn diagram and make it funny uh, is kudos to you, man. Uh, I just the one that sticks out is the chiropractor, uh, CrossFit coach, a porn director Venn diagram. Uh, that one. I'm still laughing like 12 hours later. You know, it's it's funny. Um part of what I've done with the page is I test things to see if they work. And those Venn diagrams were a test and sometimes they blow up. Sometimes people don't get them. You know, it's, um, I like them. Like that, I, I kind of have two rules. Like you got to do some stuff that people just want, even if you don't think it's funny. And then you got to do stuff that's just for you because ultimately you're just going to get bored. If you're just trying to please the crowds, it just gets boring. Like I need it to be challenging and fun. And so I do those for me. I'm not sure how much people really like them, but I like the Venn diagrams. They make me laugh. So that's why I do them. Well, you have one person who appreciates it here in Columbus. So good. Um, And then Scott, yours is more like when I read yours because of going to the same gym you do, I I can almost put names to the people in your memes. Um, So for me, that's really funny because I actually saw the real world experience of what you're putting out there but it seems to translate universally across the crossfit world yeah we've got a i don't know a couple we got a couple of goats around the gym right that are kind of easy for fodder definitely coaches um you know we've got our our, our main coach and, and owner he he kind of razzed he knows that they're all basically about him um you know he's got a good southern ohio accent we can we can ta- <laughs> tackle that one pretty good um, says a lot of the same stuff over and over. So, you know, the, they all like a good ribbing. So, yeah. And so, John, you kind of brought it up. Um, you're doing other posts other than memes now. You, you know, your gratitude posts, um, which, you know, I think are really good, too. And the Flash Forward Fridays uh, are very inspirational. So what, what kind of brought you to that point where you wanted to do something a little more than just the memes? Well, I think, you know, there's a significant number of people that, you know, look at the page is just a meme page. Like whenever I go to a sanctioned event or the games, like I can't tell you how many times I was walking through the games and somebody go, Hey, there's the meme guy. You know, it's like, I'm not the meme guy. You know, it's not really what I do. And so I, I wanted to start interweaving other parts of the community. I think that are important. Like, and, and so part of it was, 
you know, when you look around the community, you can, you know, it's, we come in all shapes and sizes and colors, whatever. Like it's just, yeah, it's, this room it's is bigger. Representary of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, you, you know, the CrossFit community's got, you know, Faith as RX as an example is a, a big faith-based community. And then there's the outlawed community, which is the LGBT community. And, and there's veterans and, you know, and, and I, you know, I donate time and effort to all of these groups. And I'm like, you know, I just need to start putting them on the main page and let people understand that the page is a community page. It isn't a, just jokes and memes, although that'll always be probably the biggest part of it. Like I'm trying to bring people together for a common cause. And, and that cause is, you know, enjoying each other's company and, and getting a break from kind of that day-to-day grind that we have at work. And so, you know, I thought, you know, having, you know, kind of a moment, you know, this year, every day where I just say, you know what, I'm just going to take a minute and, and show thankfulness and gratitude for the things that I've been given and, and, you know, maybe share some of the things I've learned to other people uh, would be helpful. I mean, I, I, honestly, I learned that at the games. I did a single post middle of the year about battling depression and somebody stopped me at the games and just like talked to me for two hours about how much that meant to them and how it really made a difference in their life. And, you know, it just really struck me that, you know, this page can be significantly bigger than just jokes. You can really, you can change people's lives and help them get through tough moments. And you know, I figured if I could do that in some small measure, then, you know, it's all worth it. That's incredible. Um, so I have a question, like how, how did both of you find CrossFit? You know, it had to start somewhere. Um, you know, you didn't just do joke page and say, well, maybe I'll try CrossFit too. You had to have tried CrossFit first. So how did, how did you get into CrossFit? Um, I got drugged there by a friend um, and maybe drugged even, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was coaching my daughter's soccer team and I use the term coaching really loosely cause I don't know squat about soccer. I still don't know squat about soccer. It's not even a real sport, but um, so I was coaching the soccer team and, and this buddy of mine had just bought a gym. had just opened this gym with another friend and he's like, Hey, you know, I know you've been doing P90X. You should come try CrossFit. It's just like P90X, but on steroids, which in hindsight is really ironic. Um, he should have said Endurable, I guess, but regardless, <laughs> Regardless, I'm like, oh, I'm like it can't be that hard. I've been doing P90X for you know six months now. I'm the I'm the fittest in the world. That's what I thought. Like I'm the fittest I'll ever be after following Tony Horton. So uh, so I roll in there on a Saturday. This is absolutely true, 100 percent true. So I roll in on there Saturday, no breakfast, just a cup of coffee, probably hungover even, thinking, all right, I'm gonna show these guys how fit I am. And uh, to be fair, like I was relatively fit. Like I wasn't out of shape. So I get there. And uh, Regina and Travis, who were the kind of the head coaches, uh, kind of side story here, Travis ended up going on to finish second at the games in the master's division. So he was a beast, right? But his wife, Regina, was the coach, and she was a hell of a good coach and kind of half crazy. And uh, so she's like, all right, I'm going to teach you this wide. It's three rounds for time, 10 thrusters at 95 pounds, 20 burpees, 100-foot <laughs> hundred foot overhead walking lunge with a 45 pound plate. Now she takes one look at me and goes, you know, you're going to use a 45 pound bar and a 15 pound plate. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, this sounds easy. It's 15 pounds, right? 45 pound bars won't be a problem. And she teaches me how to do a burpee. She, and the mistake was she goes, it's just like a push up. So in P90X, you do a lot of push ups, and I could at the time could do, I don't know, two, 300 push ups pretty easily. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to show this woman how fit I am. So I just, cr- I go through the first 10 thrusters and then I crush the first round of burpees. I mean, kill them as hard as I can go. Right. Which in hindsight was not my best idea. <laughs> so I, I literally go to do the first overhead walking lunge and my legs don't work. You know, I'm like, what the hell just happened? And so I, like, I walk to the door. I like, I'm holding my hands on the door. She's yelling at me from across the gym. Don't leave. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. I'm just dying. You know? <laughs> And um, I go back to do the second round, and I can't do the thrusters because my legs are just exploding. And then the next round of burpees, I do like two and stop for two minutes. Then I do two and stop for two minutes. It took me like, no exaggeration, it took me 33 minutes to complete this workout, which if I did it today, 10 years later, I could do that thing in 12 minutes. 
Now, I, I had the longest intro workout time in CrossFit Distinction's history for like seven <laughs> years running. That was my claim to fame. And, and so I was like, and I'm one of those people that um, this is probably why I'm, I'm good at the meme page. Like, I just have to figure things out. If something beats me or if I don't understand it, like I just dissect it until I figure out the secret, right? Well, that's why I've never quit because you can't figure out CrossFit. Like I, I have figured out a lot of tricks and tips, but you can't beat it. It's unbeatable. You know, it, as, as fit as you get, it just gets harder. And so I think that's why I've stuck with it all this time. But, they, you know, they didn't think I was coming back. She, I'm like, all right, I'll be back Monday. She's like, yeah, okay, sure you will. And then I showed up on Monday. She was like, oh, shit, you're really here? And I'm like, yeah, I told you I would be. You know, so – yeah, that was that's how I I got into CrossFit, and I'm just too stubborn to leave at this point. And and you've actually been a member at CrossFit Mentality and both and Cliffside, correct? Yeah, so I've had an interesting journey. I was at uh, Distinction for a number of years, uh, five or six years. We had a number of games athletes that came through there and trained, and then uh, that's where I actually met the Panjacks. And then I decided to change gyms, and I went and trained with Scott out of mentality, or I shouldn't say with Scott, I was trained by Scott. Um, <laughs> you really don't train with those guys. And um, not if you want to live anyway. And <laughs> I, I, I did that for like a year. And then the twins uh, decided to open their own gym and it's significantly closer to my house. Like Scott's gym's like 30 minutes from here. So it's an hour round trip, which is kind of sucks. And uh, they opened Cliffside, which is 10 minutes from my house. And and so I went to them and I'm like, Hey, if you guys will promise me, you won't let me do anything stupid. I'll join. And they're like, well, we're not miracle workers, but okay. You know, <laughs> come in. And, uh, so they, you know, they brought me in and, and I've been healthy for a year and a half under them, fittest I've ever been. And, and they coach just like Scott. They're like, you know, I hate to say they're twins cause that's what they actually are. But, but because they were taught by Scott, it's, you know, they're like many Scots. They just do exactly what he does from a coaching standpoint. And it's really brilliant. You know, they're, great at great coaches, great programmers, and, you know, just a great family. So it's been really good to me. Yeah. We uh, got to know the twins. I got to know Saxon a lot, really well to not 16 regionals. Um, and we've been friends ever since they've actually dropped in down here a bunch, helped us with some charity events. Uh, they're, they're just a great, great two brothers and uh, we love them to death. Uh, so yeah. And when we went up there, got coached by them for the first time. Uh, they're pretty good at what they do. Yeah. So Scott, I know that you worked for Reebok Adidas. Yep. Um, and so that gave you kind of a different perspective coming in. But what, what brought you into doing CrossFit kind of full time? Yeah, so it started. Uh, so I worked for Adidas Corporate probably in 2012, 2013. Um, I was about mm, maybe like 30, 31. And when I was younger, I was, you know, super fit, like in high school, really fit and all that stuff. And um, I work in analytics, it was a desk job. You know, after a few years, started catching up to me. When I got to Reebok, it was, you know, if you can imagine, it's like all beautiful people there. They hire lots of athletes, um, you know, college D1 level athletes when they graduate. A lot of those folks work around and, you know, it's quick. You can quickly feel like the ugly duckling. So um, they definitely embrace fitness there. I worked at the Reebok headquarters uh, in Canton, Mass., which is just south of Boston. And um, they have a beautiful facility there. Uh, they've moved to a new office now, but they had CrossFit One there, which was, you know, head coaches Austin Maliolo and Spencer Hendel was there and just, you know, amazing coaching. Um, they encourage you to go, you know, take CrossFit classes in the middle of the day. You do it with your teams. Like, it's all kind of built in. So, you know, I drank a little of the Kool-Aid, you know, went for a couple classes, a couple guys on my team um, started up with me. You know, had a similar situation. I was just completely out of shape. You know, they stuck a PVC in my hand for, you know, a month, right? And um, But, you know, just started getting getting more in shape, right? And then once I left once I left Reebok, I went to other gyms. I worked out at CrossFit Southie uh, in South Boston. Um, worked out downtown Boston and CrossFit, uh, Brick CrossFit. And then I moved back here and found you guys at Shred. So Shred's, Shred 3.0 was... You know, just probably uh, it was right through the woods. I could get I could get here actually in three minutes. I could get in my car and be in the gym within three minutes. So it was uh, kind of a perfect fit. But yeah, I've been doing CrossFit on and off. I'd say for probably seven years now. Awesome. So I really just have like two two final questions for both of you, and that is, so what does what does your day look like? I know you guys both have real jobs. So when do you squeeze in writing memes? 
Oh, um, well, it depends. It's, it depends on if my boss is going to hear this <laughs> podcast or not. Um, no, so I, I have a, I have a real specific process. I follow it literally seven days a week. So I get up early. Um, you know, no early's in the eye of the beholder, but for me, it's usually five thirty. Uh, get up, uh, make a pot of coffee, sit on the couch with uh, Bean, who has actually become famous through the page. Bean's my cat. He's a real jerk, but he likes to create memes. And uh, he sit, he sits next to me on the couch, and we literally sit there and create content. I can usually crank out. Depends on the day and like how creative I'm feeling, but I'm I'm kind of hyper creative early in the morning. It's because I have ADHD. So you combine that with coffee and caffeine, and man, it's like off to the races. And I can do anywhere from eight to twelve posts in that time frame, generally. Um, and so I'll create all of that content for the day and I'll literally go in and load it in my phone, just have it loaded. So when I'm at work, I don't have to do anything to hit the submit button. Like there's no work involved. I don't have to do anything. And then throughout the, the page has gotten so big at this point, people just send me stuff. So like I'll also, when I wake up in the morning, I'll have, I mean, it'll be anywhere from, you know, 50 DMs. It's usually about, you know, 20 to 50 DMs. And I'll go through those and see if anyone submitted content for me to look at videos, whatever. And then throughout the day, people will send me stuff. Um, and you know, I don't do a lot of creation during the day, but, um, and if my boss is listening, I do none during the day, but I usually, <laughs> um, you know, I can come up with one or two more like over that time frame, And I don't know, you know, that's kind of how I go about it. And then, you know, like during the week I've got, uh, you know, when I have downtime, I might put some stuff together and, you know, and I do just get ideas throughout the day. So like sometimes I'll just be driving and I'll just have to like, you know, quickly jot down, here's an idea and I'll come back to it, you know, and I save a lot of stuff for future use. I mean, sometimes I'll just save something and not post it at all for a month until I decide that it's good. Other times I just like look at it and go, there's a caption done and post it and be done with it. So it's, I don't know, creating content is kind of a weird thing. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. You know, it just comes and goes, but early morning, that's how I do it. And Scott, your day? Yeah, it's fun. it's funny. John and I actually traded some notes on this the other day. Um, the morning is, is my creative time too, but unfortunately I have little kids that steal that time now. So I have a three-year-old and a uh, almost four-month-old now. And pretty much morning goes, you know, my wife, my wife's a, a pure bar instructor. So if anyone's familiar with kind of pure bar bar fitness but she leaves 5 a.m every morning and i get the kids up so i if they sleep well which is sometimes happens sometimes doesn't they'll i get that five to six hour five to six a.m block if not they're just up but um i'll usually try and make some content there just from bed laying in bed waiting for the first one to start crying and then uh you know i'll uh work throughout the day i'll sort of batch load them you know, sort of like what, what John mentioned, um, and, and plug them out during the day. Um, I get far less DMs, <laughs> get like, you know, a few messages here and there, um, that I respond to and I'll do them in batches. But, and then at, at nighttime, again, I sort of kick back in. Um, once the kids are asleep, usually my wife's already in bed. Um, and I'll, and I really don't create a lot of content, but I'll start to, I'll just go look for, I'll start to make notes of things I think are funny. Um, that aren't really sort of form thought. So either it's a meme template I kind of like, and I don't don't really know what to do with it yet, um, or sort of an idea that happened that day. I'll just make a couple of notes. And I think the the sleeping process like kickstarts my brain, and I, I wake up with a whole bunch of like better better commentary in the morning. So I can almost go rapid fire when I wake up at you know 5 a.m. again. So I guess similar similar process with a couple of a couple of babies and toddlers getting in the way. You know, Scott, you didn't tell them the most important part that I told you. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, my wife might be listening. She actually will probably not, but (laughs) I'll let you share it. Yeah, see, I I tell everyone, and I just, if you really want the free time to do this, and I cannot emphasize this enough, divorce is the way to go. (laughs) I mean, the the upside is lots of free time. The downside is half your money, (laughs) you know. Your choice. But, you know, the upside's a big upside, so you really got to weigh it out. You got to weigh it out. And so my last question, uh, and it's kind of a two-parter parter for you, John, because I know you've gone and trademarked all your logos and the name Make Make What's Great Again. Um, and can you tell – I listened to your podcast. Can you tell the funny story about – 
the original logo and how you had to modify it and why? Yeah, well, first of all, that shit's expensive, man. You start trademarking stuff, it was not cheap. You have to get a lawyer and like, it was the real deal. Um, so I went out, when the page started to grow, a buddy of mine uh, who's smarter than me, he's like, hey, you need to get this stuff logoed or somebody's gonna steal your name. And I'm like, okay. So he hooks me up with a lawyer friend of his that he knew. And I meet with the guy and he's like, all right, we'll, we'll trademark everything. I'll send it in. So we send in trademark requests for make watch great again, make pods great again. And then I have this third thing that I use for barbells for boobs. It's called make boobs great again. And that's <laughs> just a chair. It's a, it's a charity thing. I, I just donate all the money that's raised from it, from that. And so we talked about trademarking that, but then I passed at the last minute just from a cost standpoint, but I needed the other two. So I send in the, the logos which included an orange kettlebell with Trump hair on it, which was the original CrossFit Trump logo. And that's what I'd been using forever. So we get back uh, three documents from the government because you have to do them all separately. You have to do the phrases and then the actual logos. And so we get back the two and the make watch great again and the make pods great again and they're approved and we got the trademark stamp and it's great. And then we get a 500 page document, 500 pages on the kettlebell that says, we can't trademark it because Trump's already trademarked his hair. <laughs> you, you can't even make this up. I'm like, you know, and, and we don't need to get into politics here, but I'm like, what kind of crazy egomaniac <laughs> trademarks his hair? I mean, I mean, that's just impressive. And you know how rich you have to be to trademark your hair? Like, I mean, that's crazy. But so, yeah, so so I changed the, at that point. I'm like, all right, well, screw it. I'm getting rid of the logo. I'm not even going to fight it. Just be done with it and and move on. And so got rid of the kettlebell. And so my question with that is, so what does your future look like? I know that you've you started as a meme page, and now you've you've added the gratitude and the flash forward Fridays and and all the charity things that you do. What, what do you see? You know, two three years down the road. Um. Yeah, so I've got a lot of stuff going on into the page. So first of all, the podcast is the future of the page. So the the podcast really took off fast, uh, way faster than we thought it would. You know, I added Nikki Brazier, who's a a uh, CrossFit Games uh, sideline reporter. She's absolutely hysterical, just a total sweetheart, and amazing at what she does. And so, you know, adding her was a monster move for me. Like, really, probably of all the things I've done in the last two years, it's the one smart thing I actually did was adding her. Um, so we're, we're going to keep growing the podcast as fast as we can. Um, I'm actually looking to start a podcast channel. So like multiple podcasts, um, there's more to come on that. Um, but I'm working with a media company to put that together. There's an app that's going to come with all of this. Um, so, and that's actually in process now. So both of those are like kind of in the works. Um, and then beyond that, um, I'm kind of tiptoeing into YouTube some, so I, you know, I anticipate having a, a YouTube presence with some of the stuff I'm wanting to work on. You know, imagine, you know, I want to do like relatable content. Ultimately, what I want to continue to do is relatable content and push out stuff to the community that people really want and, and like. And I believe uh, with every fiber of my being that the CrossFit Games is not the future of CrossFit. I think people like the games. They enjoy to go. It's fun to watch people do that stuff, but nobody really cares about what the athletes do today. What they really care about is what their buddy did right next to them on the same day. And, you know, coming into the gym and going, hey, we did Fran yesterday, what was your Fran time? Oh, mine was four minutes. Oh, you suck, mine was three and a half. Like, that's what they care about. So, you know, I plan to continue to push out relatable content. I hope to help people in like my position, which are, you know, people that are old as hell, um, you know, masters athletes, um, you know, new CrossFitters and, you know, just, you know, help push out relatable content to them that they enjoy and, and, uh, help them, you know, kind of find their way into the community so we can continue to grow. That's, you know, and then I'm going to continue to grow the meme page. I mean, the meme page is always going to be the heart of everything. So my main goal is to get it to a million followers. That's where I'm headed. So. Well, I have to echo the, the Nikki comments. Um, I met her at the mayhem classic and when she found out I was trying to do a podcast, she was nothing but giving and um, uh, with her time and her advice and marketing and all that kind of stuff. And um, I owe a lot to her in our little fast, little rapid growth that we're going through in the last two months. So, <clears throat> yeah, adding her is, was a really smart thing for you. Uh, she's very bubbly and really plays off your um, sarcastic wit um, well. So yeah, I think that was a pretty good hire. 
yeah, she's great. And Scott, what's your what's your plans for the future? Oh, uh, well, my wife doesn't shut it down first. I guess I'll I'll keep growing. But um, yeah, you know, it's um, I haven't really thought too much about it. It's still really early on. Um, I I honestly have way more followers than I ever thought I would. Um, but so my background is all in marketing and e-commerce. I think, um, and I have a couple of side projects and things, but. I'm interested more from a marketing perspective that once I have an audience, you know, what can I sort of do with them? And maybe it's financial, maybe it's not. Um, could just, you know, sling them t-shirts, I guess. That's what everyone does. But um, I'm sure there's there's more to it. I think it's just too early on to know. Well, cool. Well, I want to thank you both for taking some time out uh, to do the podcast. Um, it was very entertaining, uh, 40 minutes here, and I can't wait to get this out to everybody. Um, so thank you so much, John, for taking some time out and calling in uh, and figuring out those technical issues. It, it came out pretty well, and I'm happy with it. And Scott, thanks for dropping in and, and hanging out with us for a little bit. And we'll talk to you both real soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Well, that was a pretty funny interview. I know Charlie and I laughed pretty good um, through that whole thing. And uh, with the magic of radio, Charlie's with us now. Yep, <laughs> there he is. Uh, and so we're going to finish off this episode. There's no sanctional this week, so nothing to really talk about. Uh, we did our Wadapalooza last week. So we're just going to do how our training week was. So let's start with Charlie this week. Oh, my goodness. This is this is well off format. Um, <laughs> training week's been going well. Um, got to hit five or six days this week. Uh, added in a core program that I bought from uh, Tia Claire Toomey probably two or three years ago. And, uh, <laughs> I, you've dabbled in that it. one before. Dabbled in it. Mm -hmm. Never got out the first week. Um, so we'll see how next week goes. But yeah. So and I, I actually witnessed him doing extra work this week at the gym. There you go. So wow. That's true. Confirmation. And it wasn't just smack talk? Oh, there was always that. Uh, oh. There was some smack talk. And you know, today... There was uh, teams of three, so the 40-plus oh. club had to recruit a member for just just for the day. I mean, other members are sometimes invited to join the 40-plus club. I didn't get a call. You right. sometimes can get a 10-day pass to the 40-plus club. If you're under age. And, and back squatting is my gig. Yeah. I would have taken them all. Well, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. <laughs> 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, 40-plus club. Thursday. All right. Well, I couldn't make it this morning. I had to work. Well, there you go. See? See? Yeah. Make, I mean, we're making excuses already. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Amy, how was your training week? Uh, my training week was mostly good. So, I had been um, super sick over the weekend, got hit with some kind of uh, virus, and was laid out for about 48 hours. And so, I was feeling better uh, Monday, better enough to go to work, but I decided to take one more day as a rest day, um, which I'm a little bit sad because I missed a bunch of fun workout with toes to bar and front squats, uh, but took the rest day and then uh, was able to hit up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, be able to hit up uh, Friday and Saturday, and then I'm heading out of town for work, but uh, mostly it was a pretty good training week for just being sick, so... Cool, cool. Well, I got to hit that uh, toes to bar front squat workout. Um, it was a hoot. Was it? Yeah, um, I love the front squat part. Flew through that like a like a ninja. Um, it was those, you know. And I'm I'm scaled. I'll admit it. Scaled nation right here. No shame mm -hmm. in scale game. Um, and I was uh, knees to chest, and those hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. um, what well, there was a third movement in there. No. Yeah, oh. no, it, the bike. I biked yeah. on the Echo bike. Yeah. Echo bike, thirty calories in between every third set. Yeah, that was that was a that was a blast. That turned it way up. But anyway, I felt good there. I felt really good. Felt that was one of my best workouts in a, in a long time. Um, and then that flipped on Wednesday. Um, just felt like a big pile of poo. Mm -hmm. um, but that's it. Seems to be happening every Wednesday. Um, so, but I'm getting, I'm really getting consistent four to five days a week in, uh, here at the gym and my nutrition still struggling to get those calories in, uh, got my little macro stacks going strong, 
Um, I've, I've got it down to where I'm, I still have 700 calories left in the day. I was at 2000. So wow. I'm down to like just 700 left for the day. There you go. You're going the right direction. So that's, and it's all protein, which blows my mind. Cause I love me some protein. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm really struggling to get that in. I am. So I feel like I'm going to explode when I eat. So I started macro stacks too. And, um, I've been liking it, but I've, I've noticed kind of the same thing that I was having a hard time trying to get in all my food, which, um, is usually not a problem. Part of that was, I think just busyness of, of my week, but, um, I mean, I usually I never have a problem getting food in. Yeah. So, and the last little piece of mine, uh, is, you know, I've been talking about my legs. I'm down to two wounds. Well, I had a skin graft done this morning on those two wounds. Um, and it is the best my legs have felt in two years. Great. Uh, the procedure was really slick and, and quick. Um, and they put me in the compression casts again, just to hold everything in place. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with that if it feels this good and hopefully, uh, they're finally cured. It's great to hear. So with that best thing on the internet, who goes first? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I'll go. Uh, so mine will be based off of the last time I was, my appearance on this lovely podcast, which might have been four weeks ago. I don't really remember anymore. <laughs> um, we talked about Eddie Hall practicing for the um, grace, and uh, he did do it, and he did. 49 seconds? He, he, he kind of did it. He modified it. He, he converted it. Listen. He converted listen, it to the for, Isabel record. And let's be honest, it was more of a ground it overhead. It was more of a ground overhead, but as the mobility squad that I am a part of can attest to, it's not easy to get that thing that get on your chest, shoulders, whatever area. So you might as well just make it a snatch. So, Charlie, since you brought that up, I want to know where you are with that. We're still on a daily. Okay. I, we test once a month, so we're in the middle period of testing, but uh, we are moving in the right direction. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing I that retest date. I actually did touch a, on the front squat the right side of my shoulder in okay. a, a were, front rack. Were you here for the update that he went from 18% to 26%? Y- yes, I was. I was. Okay. I did hear that update. So there is improvement. There is. So March 15th, we'll be okay. checking again. All right. I'm excited for that. My favorite thing on the internet this week is totally non-CrossFit related. But did you see that there is now a children's book about The Office? The Office at Dunder Mifflin Elementary. Hmm. And I'm cracking up on Let me just read to you this one part. It says, uh, the book follows a young suit-clad Michael Scott on his journey to become the world's best line leader. So I look forward to, uh, as a teacher myself, I look forward to adding a little bit of humor and checking out. So here, here's my confession. You own it? No. Mm-hmm. I, I've never, never seen The Office? Ow. Yowzers. My ears just got blown up because that I have I have seen The Office, and I have seen episodes of The Office, but I've never sat down and watched like them in order or anything. the The only ones I've seen are when my daughter did the whole thing like start to finish, and I caught an episode here or an episode there. Yeah, uh, but I've never committed to just watching The Office, dude. I think I'm like one of three people in the country. You better get on that next time. Next time you're sick and laid up. I think it's that I live that life mm. in an office and I just don't really want to relive it when I get home. Okay. But there it is. I, and I do laugh when I watch it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not that obtuse. Like I actually do laugh when I watch the episodes. I just have never sat down to commit to it. Yeah. And I did want to, so I'm going to add on to Charlie's a little bit. Um, Dan Bailey was in Team Richie today. Uh, it was their f- day four of Wadapalooza. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about Eddie Hall's um, Isabel record. And Dan just kept saying, that's great. That's awesome. But it wasn't Grace. Mm. <laughs> that's great. It was awesome. But it wasn't Grace. Yeah. 
uh, I still hold the record one minute for grace. Right. <laughs> one minute and one second. Right. He said one minute in the video. Okay. But it was one minute, one second. Yeah. It yeah. Was. It's those OU graduates. It's what they hey, 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 oh. hey, 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 hey. I'm paying a lot of money to that university. <laughs> we're we're going on Saturday to visit for Nathan. Fun. Yeah. I have another best thing, but you go for yours. Well, mine kind of piggybacks on one that Amy brought up last week, and that is the Tribal Clash. Um, I finally got a chance to watch the Buttery Bros Tribal Clash. Um, that was amazing cinema. Yeah. I, I, um, I got goosebumps and chills when they won. It was like watching Rocky. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the way that they were pretty much the underdogs didn't really think they had a shot and they really kind of blew it out of the water. They did really well. I watched that episode. I started to watch. I didn't finish it today, but when they were um, jumping out of the airplane and, and then Mars was yakking up his Twix bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. That was pretty good. And speaking of butter bros, buttery bros. Might be something coming with that a little soon mm. on this podcast. So just kind of stay tuned. Just saying. Wait and see. Wait and see. Charlie, what was what were you going to add? Oh, the uh, 62-year-old man who <gasps> yeah. broke the Guinness record for planking for eight hours and 15 minutes. He had the previous record and was beaten by that so he decided i'm gonna go after it again and he beat it eight hours i can't imagine doing anything for eight hours let alone a plank and uh yeah so my biggest question about that is why what's the record (laughs) nothing else to do why would anybody put themselves through that he is jacked yeah well those are our things from the internet Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please, if you liked what you just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends.